2: All right, guys, we have done it. We are here at the end of Listener Submit It Month. You listeners, I thought this was a pretty good year actually for Listener Submit It Month, all things considered. So let's take a look at the last email we received. And this email is from Dennis. It's a bit of a long one. And he says, Hello, Horror Movie Night Lads. I've been listening since around the time you did the Halloween franchise rankings, which I stumbled upon just looking for Halloween related stuff on Spotify. I'm a graduate stu- student studying behavior analysis at Salem State University in Salem, Massachusetts. So please take some pride in knowing your voices are consistently spilling out well. of my open windows as I drive to school in the spookiest place in the country. God bless. I I have a hearty suggestion, Hacko Lantern. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt to read the director's name. I won't say much, but it's just stupid enough to be funny and just earnest enough to have some heart. For Kyle, Massacre Video put out the Blu-ray, but it would be right al- at home along the Vinegar Syndrome catalog. Mm-hmm. One of the leads, High Plain, or I'm sorry, High Pl- Pike, had a small part in Blade Runner. The movie is also the subject of an episode of People's Court a couple years ago, yeah. as Massacre Video sued someone who was distributing the video without the rights. If you watch it and hate it, don't blame me. I like spookies, so you know my taste is shit. Thanks for keeping my drive to school interesting, Dennis. Dennis, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. This is one of those movies where I loved two thirds of it. Uh, I think it starts great. I think it ends great, and then there's a little bit of a lull in the middle of it. <laughs> but, but I, of all of the movies we watched for listener submit it month, this was the only one. That I wrote down on my long list of things I want to put on my DVD shelf one day
3: because this Ew. movie is fucking crazy. Was this um was this your first time watches, guys? This no. is my first.
2: No. Not Scott. This is,
3: I didn't know. I thought it was my first until about twenty minutes in when I saw the green carpeted bathroom, which is my background. As soon as I saw that bathroom, I was like, "Oh my god, I've watched this before." It um, um, wasn't joy. the
1: egregious frontal female frontal nudity. Yeah, there's no, so much
2: like unnecessary. unnecessary. We'll get into that, yeah. but uh, there's two reviews that I pulled um, that aren't critical reviews. So there's not a lot to find about this movie. This movie there's doesn't even no, have a wiki page. Yeah, no trivia like, either. Which I was like, I was really hoping for, like some juicy bits to share. No, there's so while I was trying to find anything about this movie. I stumbled into their Amazon reviews, and the top review was a four-star review, and I'm not going to read the entire review. I want to read this one sentence, because I think this sentence explains why they gave it four stars and not five (laughs) stars. I hope. I hope that this is the reason. It said, surprisingly fun time, despite the fact that there's maybe only one jack-o'-lantern in the entire movie, and spoiler alert, it doesn't kill anybody. I was a little disappointed, given that the name of the movie and the pro- the prominence of a pumpkin on the poster. Are <laughs>
1: I think there are actually two to three pumpkins, po- uh, jack o' lanterns, in this movie. There's yeah, the I one think they weren't that- paying close enough attention. There's a yeah. truck
3: full of pumpkins. No, are the- you fucking or- get- <laughs> But but they wanted a jack
1: o' lantern, so so, yeah. the- so we get the one that. Tommy makes as a kid that his mom then smashes and then afterwards there's one on the counter and I don't know why I noticed this it was I think it's because I was like didn't you just smash a pumpkin there's a jack-o'-lantern on their like kitchen counter afterwards when she and her husband having an argument before he goes to confront her father who then murders him because he's a cult leader um the 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 father like the grandfather grandpa that's that's, uh that grandpa Kai Pike is that what his name is yeah um of Blade Runner not fame um yeah (laughs) uh you know what I so this is the first time I've watched this in quite a while and I was like damn is that Sean from what we do
2: in the shadows playing grandpa because he looks as just like that character so so here's my favorite review this is the other review I had to pull I was like I wonder what the Rotten Tomatoes score is on this and the Rotten Tomatoes stuff was like struggling to load it all but there was one user review that I was able to read, and I'm glad that if there was only one thing I could see on Rotten Tomatoes, it was this sentence. If you want to see a movie that has a character who gives you the vibe of if Divine was cast to play Emperor Palpatine, <laughs> then look no further. <laughs> and if, that is, if that is not the best way to describe how High Pike Plays this character throughout the entire movie. I don't it's, know what does.
3: <laughs> it's kind of a bonkers. It, it feels almost Italian in nature, how bonkers I this this is. And this I movie
2: has so surprise. ADR that I thought it was like an Italian. Yeah, but it's solid ADR.
1: Event. It's actually like in a, a it's, treated it's room, decent. and it's it's yeah. it it's, lines up and it's very weird that they It's got that right.
2: It they got that right, <laughs> but at the same time, so the biggest scene of ADR is when they're having a conversation outside of the building where the party is. Are you talking about the comedy stand-up routine? No, no, not that. Oh, my God. We'll get to the comedy stand-up routine. I forgot how bad that part was. This is where the sister and the younger brother are having a conversation. She's trying to convince the brother who's like in the sheriff's department to take her friend Beth on a date. And, I mean, beyond the fact that it's like it just feels off enough – that you can tell it's 80 yard the biggest hint is that they are in some type of wind tunnel because all of the decorations are blowing like crazy yeah. Behind. Yeah. well that's oh, why the they daylight, had to adr yeah. yeah that's right.
1: why. That right. i mean before, before right. the party oh, yep is in the afternoon yeah oh my god before the was... sex
3: <laughs> yeah oh,
1: oh before well no there was no actual sex it was when the the sister and her boyfriend were almost going to do it and then tommy comes in and beats the crap out of him and then is it implied
2: that the mom kills the daughter's boyfriend in the cemetery? It's, I mean, I'm guessing it's implied that the mom killed everybody, right? It was her yes. and the younger brother, Brian?
3: No, so Brian, no, no. Brian gets possessed. At the okay. end. Yeah, yeah, he gets possessed like, uh, by the grandfather's
1: uh, yeah. spirit right before he yeah. dies. So yeah, I'm guessing that burns a hole in his forehead. Yeah. Oh man, I I love the shitty special effects in this. We can get to that as well. But I I think that the implication, like the aha at the end, is that the mom did most of the murdering because she wanted to quote unquote keep her family together.
3: Yeah. Stupid anything, logic. Um, she should just kill the fucking
2: grandpa. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like she's killing her. Like, or the long roundabout way.
3: Yeah. Well, the long roundabout way,
2: or the other thing that doesn't make any sense is that I think it's implied very, very heavily that Tommy needs to stay a virgin in order for grandpa to possess him. So, why kill the one girl most hungry for that Tommy dick?
1: you like, mean the oldest, no, so the oldest I don't,
3: 18 year old I've ever oh seen. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: here's the thing I don't know if she looks older or Tommy looks older because Tommy could
2: be 40. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, when they it, said it only been 13 years, I was like, the fuck it has. Yeah. <laughs> like, that so. would, let's just call that, that
1: would make him 24 tops. And that is yeah. a rough 24. That's also, is this supposed to take place? It's supposed to be his California? 18th birthday.
2: It's supposed to be his 18th okay. birthday. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Why is he uh, not fucked saying. up
1: for being? Okay, so that
2: means he was fucking five in that first scene? There's no way. That's what I mean. There's no way. Like, everybody's cast incorrectly. Um,
3: grandpa. So Grandpa's young, too. Yeah, grandpa. So,
2: grandpa. And, man, I'm just going to say this. We won't get into it. I could have lived a happy life without that fucking wedding flashback. Oh, that yeah! Was, like that. I think that I it
1: implied have... that the Grandpa is Tommy's
2: dad. Yeah, yeah no, that's exactly yeah, what it yeah, implied, okay. and it was already yeah. implied that in dialogue. I didn't need that's... to actually well, physically watch really, the If they
1: wanted to do a Satanic Panic movie, they should have just said that the devil was his dad. Like, yeah, right. come on. Right, right. No. Well, there's already the, out... the, there's no, there's not even an implication. There's a direct there's a direct like yes there is evil power in this it's not even like it's not a slasher it's a supernatural slasher so Mm -hmm. for them to be like doing it in a roundabout way that he's like the son of the devil because of incest no we don't need that (laughs) literally just have the devil come to the mom on her wedding night yeah, easy. It's
3: very easy. It's very it's easy. Less trauma for everyone involved, including for the watcher. Everyone involved. We can still like have a. Th- we could be like, well, you know, maybe the devil ain't so bad. Like Grandpa's because, bad. Like Grandpa
2: is literally. Was very bad. That was literally the moment where, like, the first like twenty minutes of this movie, I was like, man, this, this might be high high on the rankings of like a movie I should be showing at weird. Oh as no, movie this night. is why we've never and done then, it before, and this is and why because I've thought about it before, but that that's man. the scene that's always stopped me. But I mean, here's the let, let's just talk about grandpa for a little bit because there's a whole lot to talk about with this movie. Okay. And a to, lot of it, to,
3: uh, yeah, what do, gotta, what do you got? What uh, do you got over it's there? A, it's a truck full of pumpkins, it's a uh, forbidden double forbidden pumpkin, even though there's no pumpkin person. There's a little uh, you can't <laughs> That's all for that a second. I have yeah. um
1: Saucy Brewworks boothang because oh, there are it's, yeah. a, <laughs> it's the my book little boothang. I like a um, little boo thing. Yeah, but it's an Ethereum so, yeah, pumpkin. We got some with of the pumpkin that came Pumpkin off that head pumpkin people truck. on it.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um Cheers. so I don't know if this is the ADR as well or what, but like first scene, Grandpa's driving his pumpkin truck to drop off a pumpkin for Tommy, and he honks his horn, and that horn honk is the loudest goddamn horn <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life, which I think is an ADR issue.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Grandpa has this cackle <laughs> as, as he's like talking to talking to Tommy or no, this is after he talks to the father, the father comes in and challenges him. And he's just like, <laughs> like this yeah. insane cackle. Yeah. But he talks in such a strange way that when we go into the present day and Tommy is with his girlfriend and he's like, I'd tell you to screw her brains out, but she clearly doesn't have any. And he like bends down and is like, get him back home in one piece. And they drive away, and he clearly says something. But according to the Tubi subtitles, it just says, speaking unintelligible gibberish. I, I <laughs> love when
3: they just can't. Even, they just can't. AI can't do it. Nobody can yeah. do it. No yeah, one they're can just do like, it. No, no clue what, this is
2: be, what is being said. Um, yeah, Tommy's girlfriend... There's a scene where she's, she's in a convenience store and these characters are talking about her. They're like, like yeah, she's got a tattoo on her ass. And it's like, well, she must be fucking weird because she's always hanging out with Tommy Dangle or whatever. And like, <laughs> you think, <laughs> you think that these characters come up again in the movie? They get a solid two minutes of yeah. just, nope. That is, that is the I end of it. I think they're at the party. Later well, on, because like I, I think that the, the,
1: and and I guess that's not really a feather in the cap for this movie because I think the next time you see the only Asian character, she speaks Japanese at a cowboy, yeah. and then he says, "Okay, little lady or something like that," and she's like, "Fuck off," and, and, and like whatever. But you know, this movie is not; it has not aged well in any sense of. I don't think it all. aged well in 1988. No. no right. <laughs> next year it was And I not. can tell you that the last time I saw a copy of this on VHS available at like a, a secondhand store, it was $2, um, yeah. which is saying a lot for 2017 maybe. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that we have kind of – I think – now, you know, I don't know. This could always change, but I think that post-COVID – the post COVID world, like collecting ha- VHS has kind of leveled off. Like, I don't think yeah. that there's so much insane price gouging. Like, in 2019, I sold a VHS copy of Vamp, uh, uh, not Vampire Weekend, that's a band, um, Nightmare Weekend for a lot of money. Like, really? It was at a convention, and I was like, I, I put it out, and they were like, What do you want for it? And I, I was, I, I just checked it on eBay. I was like, I said, whatever the lowest bid was mm-hmm. on ebay and they're like done um crazy it's crazy times but i mean like, i guess
3: maybe i would spend some money on a nightmare weekend vhs but that's because i like the movie <laughs> yeah
1: well, well um i but the, here's what i'm getting at is that this movie no, the, was a well, this was direct to video i don't think this ever had a
2: theatrical release no no Mm-mm. nor do i think it was shot with that intention <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I thought, thought it was this shot is with that intention. they used good film stock it wasn't an sov no, but but i do so, think that this was like It does look good. The
3: transfer looks pretty good. Mm -hmm. The transfer
2: looks really good. I don't I just Yeah. This feels this feels like all right, we're gonna shoot this, we're gonna do it cheap, we're not gonna have any really big names, and hopefully this'll do like big numbers when it's on the video shelves Mm -hmm. at like the Because of the cover.
1: The yeah we're crazy cover we're gonna, cover. We're gonna draw points. people in, yeah, yeah, so At
3: moments in time that dude with the mask looked like he was a walrus, especially running from the party like <laughs> yeah. like with the the beard or the tusk things that were that's coming that's not out of a the
2: man mask. that was the mom oh, dude that's mom, that's do mom. Not, well, whatever the do not mask forget. choice that they made but the like, mask the mask choice looked like a walrus so, <laughs> so listen, <laughs> there's some there's some acting choices in this right. movie, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to talk about a casting choice in this movie. I firmly believe that the actress that they cast to play Tommy's girlfriend literally got cast for being the only other woman that was willing, the only woman willing to do a full frontal scene because she cannot act her way out of a paper bag through any scene where
1: she has a tattoo on her butt. Yeah. Like it is. It's not a tattoo,
2: though. It's a brand.
3: Yeah. Like how do you not.
1: I mean, maybe in 88, people wouldn't, like, you know, Piece it together. Eighteen-year-old yeah. boys wouldn't be like, "That's not a tattoo. That's a brand." Every morning She's her brand, so it looks. Yeah, like a so it looks black. Yeah, instead of like <laughs> yeah. burnt flesh. Yeah, I don't know, man.
2: But I, and her you like see also... doesn't even make sense because she's like she's alone at home, swimming in her pool, topless, underneath a white t-shirt. a long
1: sleeve shirt. I have a note that's like, why would you be swimming with a, like a thong bikini bottom and a see through long sleeve top? Like it's a to linen just top.
2: immediately strip the clothes off the second you get inside I the take, house to take go take
1: a bath, oh a shower and then get completely nude a second time. I don't think that she's the only woman that gets completely full frontal in this though. I think that we also have oh the other person is that woman who is the new um, bride of Satan.
2: Oh, that's right. Yes, where oh, she's girlfriend all Girlfriend of straight, Satan. But yeah girlfriend, I, from, I, hell. And here, girlfriend yeah. from hell. Here's here yeah. This is the girl thing girl. that always blows my mind though. With like these types of independent films like I guess there's a, a a hope or a promise like how do you convince people that I'm sure you're not paying very well that like this is the thing to do like this is the role baby this is gonna you're okay. gonna be remembered
3: well like- so I I think and I know that there's a version of this that exists now right like there is it's not like I mean horror movies independent horror movies from the 80s are probably the m- most prominent example of this because they were so easy to market and get out there mm-hmm. but like the amount of like independent features that have a promise of like well we'll take it to this place and this place and this place and then like and maybe not features anymore because that shit's expensive and people who work on them know their worth like people know what they should be paid now that's the it, internet, right. thankfully. You know, that's, and that's, thankfully, the internet. So the internet has helped us sift through some of this stuff. But there's people, there's hucksters out there. Hucksters isn't appropriate. That's fine. No, that's hucksters a, that's a out fine there. Word, word, yeah. Yeah, there's hucksters out there that, like, know how to be like, but this is going to be the thing. Like, this is going to be the thing that, like, you want to be a part of. And
1: I agree with you, Kyle, but I also want to say two things about this. One, I think that we are ignoring the fact that, they're, we're, we're not giving these women enough agency. Um, because mm. one, I feel like think about, I don't know, Cassandra Peterson posing in hustler. Mm. That was right. very early eighties. And, right. um, I mean, she was a, she was a stripper at 16. I mean, like, right. The, we don't know, right. we don't know their, 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 um, boundaries and, and the lifestyle, choices that they were fine with um then i think True. that we may be being a little bit prudish because one there was no internet back then and so the expectation was oh just weirdos that that see this direct to video movie are going to see me naked and it's going to be like Kyle said a a springboard to something more um or it's like, oh, it's a paycheck. I mean, I don't I don't have any problems with yeah. showing my my body off. I guess so. I, mean, I guess could, so. I, you're right. You're absolutely for me, right. I'm think glad it's, you said that because I think yeah, that, that is you're not, completely I, valuable. I, I I just wanna I just wanna temper the way that like I think that we are from a different background because okay, let's so this was eighty-eight. Let's say that woman was born in sixty-eight. Let's just say she was mm. twenty years old when she did this movie. It's a very different time um, when you're doing this movie in 87 or 88, whenever they were shooting it. I mean, yeah, there's the expectation that people are going to see you naked. And either you don't care because it's a paycheck or you're cool with it or it's, you know, like a springboard or something else. Or... It's just it's not going it's just not going to move as far as like yeah. if you have an OnlyFans now, you know, everybody's going right. to find out.
3: That's a that's a good point. I think that there is actually more knowledge about the choice that you make as opposed to this free nature. Just be like I mean, because a lot of the characterizations of these women are presented as such where they're. Brainless, or they're whatever, and they're doing this. It does not mean that the actor is such, or the reason that they got into this is such. And and that's, I think that's fair.
1: I think let's that also fair. temper that with a little negativity or reality.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she
1: may have been a terrible actor. <laughs> like let's <see> <laughs> yeah. I think
3: that there is no denying. No, there is nothing that can <laughs> I don't be think denied. Anybody she is, act in this movie. She is, no. but
2: she is one of the worst actors I've. Ever seen for a horror movie? That Mike is what.
1: Wi- that is a wild boast. No, that is impossible. No, I'm, sticking, to- I'm sticking. I'm
2: sticking to that. You- I'm sticking to that because here's the thing: there are bad actors, but you like remember them. Like, like, like. Let's talk about like George Hardy. We've spent 15 minutes 2. talking about her.
1: We're gonna. Yeah, remember. But I'm saying
2: like George, <laughs> like George Hardy in Troll Two is a bad actor, but it's like there's some passion or flair to it. She literally performs every one of those scenes as if they just gave her the lines of dialogue that second. They did, and she just delivers so monotone. Like she's just like, I I think that you're. I'm gonna be Lady Godiva. Would you like to be the horse?
1: Yeah. No, I I remember the scene. Trust me. I
2: watched it today. Um, She seems like she thought she was cast in Small Wonder. Like she's delivering the lines like the robot girl in Small Wonder more than a human being in everything. Listen, you are really too hard on this girl. She
1: She got branded for this.
2: uh, That is true. Yeah, they didn't have a makeup team. Literally (laughs) brand her butt cheek.
1: Um I think that you are forgetting how many shitty fucking actors we watch in movies she's forgettable like a yeah. really really bad actor you'll remember and be like man they fucking sucked she's just bad like she's not awful so like let's let's just agree to disagree on her and let's talk a little bit
3: about One
2: second i i just clicked into her imd because i believe her character's name is amanda right i'm sure <sighs> We'll say we'll say yes. Here's the other roles that she's played. I won't even read the movies because none of them are like noteworthy movies. Blondie, Las Vegas hooker, woman in massage parlor, cleavage woman, <laughs> mother, speed, bimbo, and bimbo. Those were the Wait, what, character names on her not,
1: IMDb. <laughs> are you sure that's not the mom? Because like the mom Katrina, I looked at her. It could. I looked at her IMDb and I was like, I was oh, that is I Katrina. That is Katrina. Mom. Yeah, that's the mom's. Now, okay, then the who, mom is trying real hard, and she's definitely getting a Troll 2 vibe from... I'm getting a Troll 2 vibe from she, her. Yes,
3: yeah, she is giving it all. I mean, she she's actually... giving it all. She's, she's like, fun I'm fun not watch. playing bimbo again for the third time. Yeah, um, or I that. I we so to going mom. Time.
2: We're yeah. going gonna to say it was this then. I think it was this actress who played her, Nora, because the description of this person's thing is she had an on-again, off-again porn career for the last 15 years, and began her began her career in 1986 when she landed her first adult film role. She was 21 and into the punk scene with blonde spiky hair. All right, uh, so That's close enough. I mean, with the and, uh, yeah, and, and that's ta- probably her. Then it's uh, G- uh looks like it's Janetta Fine. Um, that's not a real
1: name (laughs) great name
2: (laughs) and she's sitting there holding her imdb photo is her it looks like a christmas card it's her holding her dog who's got uh, christmas antlers on
3: bro Um, what adorable the internet is such a weird place imdb is a weird place because at some point in time (laughs) somebody with pro had to add that to yeah (laughs) she sure as fuck
1: didn't put a personal picture of herself as her imdb picture Mm, man mm, so mm, weird mm. and you know this is also strange because if you think back she also
2: appears in orgasmo (laughs)
1: awesome wow fucking awesome (laughs) well man i guess you
2: guys just ruined my double
1: feature uh oh sorry sorry (laughs) but uh one's got a pumpkin one's got a lumpkin (laughs) anyway so i also want to say just a little something to the the people who do not pay for our patreon patreon.com backslash hmn podcast if you were watching this you can see that kyle is topless and matt is not topless kyle was wearing an hmn shirt matt is wearing the sandworm gym shirt that we most recently released um in the spring and you can find them on our website so i know that we're terrible about
2: talking about that we have merch yeah there's some things we're bad at we're bad at talking about where we're gonna be <laughs> convention yeah. wise yeah there's that. we're not great at talking about that you can buy stuff on our website that we've been
1: discussed like told
2: to discuss
1: <laughs> yeah spent are like, 20 look, minutes not talking about the plot of this movie here's the plot of this movie tommy was born on <laughs> halloween he is the son of the devil speed round and he is supposed to um take his rightful place as the king of hell or something um he breaks free from the curse quote-unquote that his grandpa put him under by not killing his sister he then tries to save her from grandpa um but it's actually not him in the costume it's his it's their mom she gets shot by her own son who then gets possessed by the spirit of the grandpa and is now in charge of the coven that basically just hangs out in a barn they don't do much. And
2: kill someone, like, every Halloween. Like, that's yeah. basically all they do.
3: Also, how do you hide
2: all those bodies on Halloween? Maybe everyone turns a blind eye.
3: The, uh, we saw the October <laughs> Boy. Maybe it's a... Or we read the October... Or, um, Dead Harvest. Maybe it's the October Boy, and there's an urban dark, legend. Dark and Harvest. And just get, excuse me. What did I say? Urban Harvest? Oh, wow. I wish we watched. Nah, <laughs> no, you
1: said Dead Harvest, but, man, if there's a novelization Jeez. of Dark or of, uh, Urban Which Harvest... Which Harvest
3: you want? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's basically like a a wheel. It's like, wow, come and get our fortune. Get (laughs) Get our harvest.
0: Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan.
1: Okay.
2: Okay. Let's talk about the Halloween party.
1: So um, the reason I've, why
2: this is the last movie we're doing yes. for
1: listener submitted the Halloween party. Uh, there's a random stripper. I have been to a lot of Halloween parties in my time. Never seen a random stripper that people were just like hanging out, listening to smooth jazz, like watching someone of take off her clothes. It wasn't like burlesque, but it also wasn't as lewd as like stripping. It was very odd, but they called her a stripper, so she's a stripper. And then we get um, a fit. Well, we get the stand up comedy routine, which is
2: insane.
3: Well, Dude, I blacked so out. I don't remember that.
2: Here's the thing. This movie has at least two moments that can only be described as we need to get as close to 90 minutes as possible, and one of them is Tommy fantasizing that he's in a heavy metal music Dude, video. Dude, that's the
1: best part of the movie, though. I forgot <laughs> to mention it. There's a heavy metal video for the song Son of the, uh, You're the Son of the Devil, or You're the Devil's Son, yeah. and that song kind of rips. Um, oh, it's great. But it has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, he has a dream because he's listening to his headphones, and it's legitimately just a music video. And I want the ability to shoot lasers from my eyes and turn guitars into tridents. It
2: is such a cool power. I've never thought about that X-Man before. That's fantastic. But then (laughs) also, yes, also to fill time. Which, you know, you've been to part you've never been to a party that has a stripper, but I have one hundred percent been to a party where someone thinks that he's a stand up comedian doing his oh. type five for the drunk people at the party.
3: Uh, um, yep. That wasn't a type five at
2: all. That was a loose three.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I've just looked up on YouTube, it was a two minute scene. So yeah. I just, just to, just it to confirm, like it felt like an eternity. The red light, yeah. uh, they tried to point out the street light and was like, hey, the red light's going. You have to go. You have to <laughs> yeah. get off the stage now. Um, <laughs> they, they, it's the part with the, love... the
1: turkey getting shot. I'm like, this is a horror. This is a Halloween movie, not a Thanksgiving movie. Also, where does he have like a little handful of down feathers to stuff in his mouth and then spit out like – and everybody's like, oh, huh. he came prepared for this. He was yeah. like,
3: listen, I'm... Tonight's my
1: night. I'm so going yeah, to get laid night. from this tight five. <laughs> yeah.
3: Dude, I think the good thing is is that, like, if people really, really did boo him out of that alleyway, they could be like, hey, it was just my Halloween costume. I was just doing, um, you know, I'm, I'm just a, heckler a cool I'm- comedian. Like, you could like, it's a very safe place to be like, oh, no, I'm, I am was just... It was <laughs> my costume. I, I, now I you've was given Matt a his comedian. next...
1: This is his costume for this year. He's going to finally mm-hmm. do his tight five. <laughs> That's my ska band name by the way.
3: I love that for you. <laughs> and, and your band. Uh the lead singer of that um for my drag race fans that lead singer looked like Utica Queen. Uh look <laughs> dead ass like fucking Utica. Yep. Play as a ha- like a hair metal guitar player. It was really crazy. Fantastic. Uh,
2: uh
3: All right. Scott, oh, but there's one other s- thing. There's
1: oh. one other thing about that that um Halloween party. There's a 60-year-old belly dancer slash snake charmer.
3: Yep. I, I, dude, I had to stop part the movie. This party terrible. I had to catch up like the last 20 minutes because I was falling asleep. And the thing that I turned it back onto was The Belly Dancer. Um, and actually, I, right after that, I did clock a sound bite for your album uh, here, Scott. <laughs> Tonight You Belong to Satan. Yeah. Uh, was one of those, which I really love. It's funny because
1: um, I, th- that's not where I thought that the sound clip could be. It could be, um, uh, but mom, I like the taste of blood. Grandpa says it's good for me.
2: Ah, yeah. yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, we've talked about this before. I still want there to be an album where it is just sound clips and breakdowns. M- just sound clips and breakdowns. No yeah, actual I songs. Write that in two No days. lyrics. Oh, my God. It'd be so good. Scott, you've sat down. You've watched Hacker Lantern. What are you going to watch after this to salvage the evening? I'm
1: not going to salvage the evening. I'm going to have fun. Whoever's with me is not going to have fun. I'm going to watch Halloween 5 because oh! it's the same party. <laughs> <laughs> Not right, I, a good movie, but I still enjoy watching Halloween. Have the you five. ever
3: left a party and returned? That is what the, uh, Scott's double feature is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, how about you, Kyle? Uh, I'm going to watch Jacko because uh, it's the it's the it promises the o Lantern slasher that we have not had. Plus, it has Linnea Quigley. I think it promises all the things that Hack a Lantern thinks that it's going to be, and it is not. And uh, is it's that still 96? not
1: a good movie? Six? What year is the '93? I've Jack wanted to watch is, it. It's really hard to find a, a streaming copy of it. Last time I tried.
3: It's 95. 95 it is hard okay. to find a streaming copy. I do still have it's one of like the first sort of like independent uh, DVDs. I remember buying like sort of like a, I know nothing about this. It looks like nobody else knows anything about this. <laughs> I must have it. Uh, so I might pick it for the show one of these times. We'll see.
2: My double feature comes with a story leading up to it. Oh Yeah. Nice. Um, so I had some friends over on Sunday and we were having a conversation. We were talking about, uh, John Carpenter movies. And my friend was like, he always cast that one guy with the crazy name who like always plays a homeless person and everything. And I was like, I can't remember his name. I know he plays a homeless person in back to the future. So let me go look up the back to the future IMDB page. And the name is uh buck flowers is the name of the actor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm scrolling through the Back to the Future cast to try to find buck flowers. And I discover something that I've never known. So if you remember Back to the Future, Michael J. Fox jumps in the DeLorean and he ends up in a barn that belongs to the Peabody family. And the father, whose cast name is Pa Peabody, comes out with a gun To see who's in his barn. And as I'm scrolling, I see his IMDb picture. No! It is is the first time that I realized that the grandfather from Silent Night, Deadly Night plays this man who tries to shoot Michael J. Fox the following year. The year after Silent Night, Deadly Night. How do you think he got the job in Back to the Future, man? They
1: saw him in Silent Night, Deadly Night.
2: Well, and that must have pushed up his his rate by nineteen eighty eight because Grandpa in this movie is giving me some serious Silent Night Deadly Night Grandpa energy, wow. which is exactly what I would watch as my double feature. Incredible!
1: That's a really really good. I like I like the journey and I like the the uh, destination, but I also um, did not want to mention this movie when we were discussing. Um, the actual well half discussing Hackle Lantern because um I didn't want to give anybody ideas um if if you know like I didn't get to pick what I wanted to pick um you know it was it was my uh my my insurance policy but um this movie gives a lot of the same energy, Elves, yeah um, yeah
3: it does you know I mean,
1: does. although I would probably enjoy watching Elves again. I mean, Elves is a, Elves is a fun I, watch. It's, it, it's icky, it,
2: but you can't take it seriously level yes.
1: of icky. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so incredibly over the top, whereas hack O'Lantern is over the top, but not as fun. Also, I'm there are a lot of Halloween horror movies. There are not as many Christmas horror movies that I really want there's, to spend time on. I was going to say, there's a,
2: fair, there's a fair amount. I oh, would there's say a good amount. And I'm Easter just saying there are, that are the I underappreciated want. ones. Yeah. Fair. All right. All right, Scott, again, I mean, hopefully, I would love to live in a world where by the time this episode comes out, people are like, why are you guys still talking about the writer and actor's strike? That thing ended months ago. Yeah, um, I don't see but not happening anytime soon. Not likely. So, until we get news that it's over in the time of our recordings, uh, we are going to not promote anything. Uh, at, at the very minimum, I think the most recent thing I've heard from people is certainly nothing new. Or recent, um, but I'm just gonna, you know, try to stay away from movies and TV shows in general and talk about something else that you would love to promote instead. Scott, you started us with the double feature, so how about you start us off with this?
1: Well, um, thank you, Matt. And I will tell you that I have uh, somehow lost my life because Blasphemous Two is out on Switch, my all-time favorite Switch game, Blasphemous. Um, has a sequel that I have been eagerly awaiting for two years and it, it I downloaded it yesterday and or maybe no yesterday and it's just so good it does so much cool stuff that it's like they were students of what people liked and didn't like in the original and they added It's it's, So it's a a Metroidvania, like it's a Souls-like Metroidvania. So it's a 2D side-scroller. It looks a lot like, I don't know, I think it probably owes a lot more to Castlevania Symphony of the Night than anything else in the Castlevania series. But this one has a lot more Castlevania II, Simon's Quest, in it, um, where there are a lot more side quests, there are a lot more... um, Secrets to explore. I mean, I, I, I've i just begun. I'm at the first Significant boss, um, and it's kicking my ass uh, It is super fun. The great thing about it is that I'm not feeling like my life is completely consumed. I'm being Hyperbolic, but it's a great game where it's hard enough where I'm like, oh, I really want to play more But at the same time, it's hard. It's hard enough where I'm like, okay I've had enough for the night, you know, like an hour and I'm done and um, Super super fun. Um, if yeah, ha- it's it's on. I think it's on all platforms now. So highly recommend. Um, you don't have to play the first one to play the second one, but it's kind of cool to. It does pick up at where the posts, uh, post credits screen or whatever of the original ends. Um, but they do a good job of world building. It's it's cool. Ah, uh, fantastic game. Um, I will. Let you know when I finish it in a couple of months because I'm going to take my time. Kyle, you All go. All right.
3: Enjoy it. Uh, I think that if you do like a side scroller interesting enough like that, it's a, it's great. But I feel like –
1: I think I, that this is such – a they like I said, there's students of the genre, like that subgenre right. of gaming. I mean I knew right. that when I played Blasphemous. But they're also students of what people – of the feedback that I got for the from the original game, and they really like there are expanded move sets, and there are way we- and there are multiple weapons um, in this, and there are a lot of side moves, and um, yeah. it, it it really it builds upon what was so clever about the first one. It's just a really clever and pretty intuitive game, but it's not intuitive to the point where it's not challenging.
3: Yeah, uh, very interesting. I, I I don't play it enough games period um but that sounds very cool uh i feel like i would like to choose a game at one of these points in time but i will (laughs) never have enough time yeah Uh, but the strike goes on forever so like, I don't know. Carly and I play uh, Trivial pursuit every once in a while before bed. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> um, how uh, do you play Trivial like,
1: pursuit before bed and not like go to bed mad? <laughs> uh,
3: you know, because uh, sometimes the AI, if the if the AI wins in this, in this oh, video you're playing game together, of, together, against, playing together AI. Okay, against AI. Okay, but you're playing against AI and other. against each other. And as long as we, as a collective front, beat the AI, then we're good. But sometimes it doesn't happen, and sometimes sure. it's embarrassing. uh i've been listening to just sort of um going down my to listen playlist that i have uh i i I finally dug into uh, a band called zulu uh with an album called a new tomorrow and anybody who's sort of listened to this show and has uh understood my pov as a person or uh, entertainment viewer is that i'm kind of all i can be all over the place and I, I i enjoy a lot of different things and this zulu album is pretty fucking nuts it goes in a track from hardcore to like a soulful jazz to like a grindcore to almost like a pop funk, like the to a skit to like a like a you know a spoken word skit, and it's all, um, I, I'm fascinated by it. I'm fascinated by the, because um, it's not necessarily a mix per song. It's not like a reggae song mixed with a hardcore song, okay. right? It's literally track to track. Are these different uh, explorations of music in order to make this full? cohesive album and I just I'm really fascinated by it because I can't tell you how many albums I've probably listened to and enjoyed like don't get me wrong I've listened to full albums and enjoyed front to back a very consistent like they know what this album is they know what their sound is like like so be it and Zulu does the complete opposite with the same um appreciation effect that I have which is like oh my god like they have compiled and like added a consistency through their album of every little bit of thing that might inspire them or they know that that's what the output for what they want to say is and it's just it's it's a fascinating album and it actually I, i'm almost prematurely speaking on it because i actually want to give it a few more listens but it's been on my i've not deleted it from my to listen playlist right like it's still there because i still want to go back and listen to it i've probably only listened to it like two times in a row And it's always been like while I was driving too. And sometimes like driving is very shower thoughts to me. Like when I'm listening to (laughs) me, it's very like that's sort of where I get that. Um, So it's been a nice, um, it's been a nice addition to my, to my longer drives. Um, Definitely check out Zulu's A New Tomorrow.
2: Love that. Love that. I'll keep mine fairly quick. Like I said, I'll always promote a GeekScape podcast uh, before I do my thing. Uh, I don't think I've uh, promoted it the $2 late fee podcast on here in a bit. Uh perfectly fitting for Hack because they are an all 80s <laughs> podcast. Uh, they talk about 80s action movies and horror movies and, and everything else. Uh, they do technically they do two shows simultaneously on their feed. Um, so what they do is they will review a movie and they will review a song from that particular 80 movie soundtrack. Uh, and then usually they will try to track down a cast member from the movie to interview and ask questions about their experience uh on that film and they've gotten some pretty uh pretty quality guests in the past uh two of the ones I was scrolling through who they had just this last year uh in the two that jumped out at me that I totally forgot about was that they had um Robert I want to say it was Robert uh Rustler, uh who is the best friend in Nightmare on Elm Street 2 Freddy's Revenge nice. who's like I don't want to sleep in bed with you um, and then the other one that they had that I was like, ooh, jealous is uh, I'm trying to prena- remember how to pronounce this. Jill Scholiner uh, from like Popcorn and The Stepfather and When a Stranger Calls and a bunch of those mm-hmm. other movies, like the main star of popcorn. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also simultaneously do a wrestling podcast once a month on their feed called Territorial Marks, nice. uh, which is them and wrestler Paul London picking uh, two wrestling matches from the 80s-like territory days that they'll do a deep dive into the history leading up to that feud. Cool. Uh, so very interesting. For I think that'll hit a lot of the people who listen to our podcast. Check out $2 Late Fee. Um, in addition to all that, I just did another Punchline show. Uh, I have one more Punchline show that I will be doing merch at. Uh, they are doing a... After all these years of releasing Christmas songs, they are doing a Christmas show on December 15th at the Thunderbird, which would be a ton of fun. Um, if you've never listened to Punchline, check out Punchline. They're great. If you uh, never listened
1: to Punchline, what are you doing listening to our show? We talk about them yeah, constantly.
2: We talk about them constantly. And also, you know, just keep your eye out. It might be, next year might be the 20-year anniversary of their biggest album album which might mean that there might be some tours uh, up and down the East Coast and around the country to promote the 20 year anniversary of a particular uh, album. Um, That if you're a fan, you might know exactly which album I'm I'm talking about in vagalities, but who knows? There's just, I've heard things. I've heard conversations that there might be shows in 2024. So get into them, memorize their songs in the meantime. Visit our website, HMN Podcast. Visit our Patreon, patreon.com backslash HMN Podcast.
3: Follow us on Instagram.
2: And we'll be back to picking the movies that we want to watch, uh, starting with Kyle's pick that I kind of don't want to watch. But that's okay. So we'll be back next week <laughs> with, that with more our Horror Movie Night. <laughs>